Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and as always, joining me is my co-host, Ethan Carter. Hey! Hey, Vincent, what's up? Yeah, you know, it's been a been an interesting couple of days. Yeah? Yeah. I, I saw some big news uh, from, you know, for you. Big news, huge news, and it's funny because I didn't even mention it last week. I know. Well, that's because <laughs> when you posted it, I had t- completely forgot that it was this week until yeah. you posted it. So Yeah, so... Yesterday, as we record this, so we're recording this, I don't even know what day it is. It's the 9th? The, the 9th. 9th. Monday the 9th. Monday the 9th. As we record this, we release on Wednesdays. So um, it is Monday the 9th. And yesterday, yesterday, I finished my first ever 5K. Congrats, man. That's unbelievable. I remember when you first started talking about it. <sighs> Like a couple months, not even that. Yeah, a couple, couple months ago. Yeah, yeah it wasn't and that long ago. I am so... It's such a relief to have it over with. Like, yeah, right. and, and like it feels almost feels weird to be done with it now. Yeah, right. Because um, now it's like, what next? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look. So now I guess the next thing is going to be the next thing for me is going to be um, a 10k. You know? Yeah. Why the hell not? Why not? But I did finish. So I got some updated numbers. The official timing came in as I was eating dinner. I got the email. Yeah. So there were 539 people. I finished 404th. Hey. Um, among men, I finished 174th out of 214. That's actually really good. I'm, I'm not last. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, that's amazing, man. And in my division, men 40 to 49, I finished 47th out of 50 seconds. So not bad. No, not bad at all, not especially since all. it was couched to 5K. In yeah. Like two months or something, right? Or and I did, um, I did a 13.5, a 13 minute 50 second pace which is 13 minutes, 50 seconds per mile. And my total time for it was 43.04, which is pretty solid for a first 5K. I am very happy with those numbers. I don't know if it's weird for me to say. I'm proud of you, though. I mean, that's amazing. That You Thank should be you. proud of yourself, and that's quite the Thank accomplishment. You. It really is. It's been, you know, if you told me in March, and I wrote, right. I had a blog post up today, but if you told me in March that I would finish a 5K after the year I've had, I would have been like, you're out of your damn mind. Right. So, yep, that's it, guys. It's official. I did my first 5K over the weekend. I, um, I, I woke up on Sunday, but that's about as much as I accomplished. So. <laughs> you know what? There's Trust me, man. After what I've been through this year, waking up waking is actually an accomplishment, right. it's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> right. So, um, we have a guest this week. I know. I'm excited. It's been a little and bit. I have been... So, I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm going to tell you a little story about my first interaction with our guest. <laughs> so... Our guest is a member of the I Like to Make Stuff group on Facebook, which I'm a member of also. And he posted one of his videos there. And after he posted it, I mean, it was a great video. And I don't remember what the exact video was, but I do remember posting it. And I was just smiling the whole time. And at the <laughs> end of the video, I I went, the the video was great, but the the mask is, is cr- kind of creepy. And he goes what mask and i was like okay i love this guy i love this guy so i've been wanting to have him on since we started the podcast and we fi- i finally got around to asking him and of course he said yes um our guest this week is the one and only maker monster hello 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 i welcome ethan and i are both really big fans of your channel Definitely. um Thanks. your vibe is just infectious as hell you have 
one of the more interesting personalities and your enthusiasm for what you're doing is just amazing. It's, and the projects. I mean, again, I, as we said before, we're, both of us are big fans of channels that do a variety of products. And I, I think variety is an understatement. I think you can kind of do it all. So That's my favorite. Like, looking back through all the videos I've done, like, I, like it's some of the things, like, I've completely forgotten how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it, yeah. Like, now I just don't know. I like... Yeah, I like jumping around. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> no, I love it. Your last project in particular, um, the Tentacle Lamp. Yeah, that's. Might I should. That favorites. actually wasn't your last project. It was no, your it was last. That was yeah. your your last like video was something project. else. Yeah. Yeah. Where in like where did that one come from? That just it's great. I mean, I loved it. I that was one where I just I really wanted to make something like I wanted to make a tentacle, <laughs> and so I wanted to just see if I could do it and. It kind of grew from that into like, okay, well, if I'm going to make a tentacle, what can it be? And I just threw a light bulb on it because... Because light bulbs nice. make it cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like how you, yeah. I like how you kind of... You didn't go the expected like foam and, or paper mache. You kind of did the, the stylized tentacle. Right. So it looks like, like, I, mean, I wanted, it, like I wanted a, it to move. Like it needs yeah. To be, yeah, I wanted it to be like a moving thing. Well, and, and without... Even when it's not moving, I mean, just looking at it, it looks like a modern lamp like it, it's i mean a very kind of sculptural modern lamp and then it starts moving and you're just, i'm just i was just blown away <laughs> that's what got me that's what got me about it too like i i i saw right away like oh yeah it's totally a tentacle mm-hmm. but yet you could put that in your living room and no one's gonna look at it and go right oh that's so weird why would you have that in your living room <laughs> right yeah, that would be really cool like build it into a table like kind of like a small like round end table type thing you just have it kind of like in the center <laughs> oh yeah yeah like just a little like a Le- uh, level around it so to put a glass or something but yeah. that's basically yeah i love that idea exactly. are you are you going to are you going to work more on the tentacle or is this as is or is I is there leave that one the way it is maybe eventually i would i want to try making a smaller one this one was a little bit too big and i really didn't know what i was doing so it's a little it's not quite perfect and there's a lot of friction i so can't believe it worked i mean uh, yeah, i'm just I was... flat out i can't believe it actually <laughs> ended up working at all well and you know what I, I love about it too? I loved about that video. It's it's the same reason I love Bob from I like to make stuff too. It and I mean that as a, as a compliment. I it's the working through the issues as you go. Right? There's no you know th- not everything go- went as planned. And and that's my favorite kind of video is watching how you problem solve because that's what I learn from. Right? It's not I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to build a tentacle lamp. But I learn from your <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> But but I learned from your problem solving. I thought that like that's my favorite kind of video. What let's let's do a little bit of um, Maker Monster history because well I I mean let's just put it out there right. You have one of the more unique YouTube personalities because you're not just hands and mm-hmm. it's not your face. So where did the Maker Monster come from? How did the the character come to be? How did all, let's just give me the basics of how the Maker Monster came into existence, where you got the idea from, and how you designed the Maker Monster look, and all that stuff. Because that—that's the most obviously the elephant in the room. So let's talk about that for a little bit. It kind of came from like all of that. Like I wanted to make videos. I had been making art for a while, and I wanted to try and make some videos because I'd been watching all these YouTubers for so long. But I didn't want to be just another dude making things on YouTube. I didn't want to be just doing my hands. I wanted to kind of have more fun with it and do kind of add all the stuff that I enjoyed into it all into one. 
how long how long did it take to make the the actual maker monster mask because it's really good like it's impressive how right now it wasn't that long i there was a version one where it was like a completely different thing and it was way more like stylized and muppety and it was gonna be like my whole face covered and i was gonna have like some sort of like green fur on my arms and I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to make gloves or I wanted to paint my hand and it took forever <laughs> and it just never really, I, I couldn't quite figure it out. But then I had the idea for this current version and it was like, it was pretty quick. It was maybe a couple of weeks that it took me to make it. Wow. Did you sculpt, did you sculpt all the parts that are sculpted or yeah, did you, yeah. are they commercially available things or like no, how did I that work? I sculpted them and cast them in silicone wow. and painted them and all that. That's amazing. I do. I am so impressed. Like, okay, so here's my thought was, oh, he went to the store and he got a bunch of parts. and he, So you you legitimately made the Maker Monster costume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, if you look at it, it's like it's, it's a little it's, – it's definitely thrown together a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you – I'm going to tell you the one thing – the one thing that you can't unsee. So we were sitting there. I was watching your videos and my wife was watching them with me and I'm like – how the hell does he see out that thing? <laughs> and she goes, right there. And she points, and I'm like, where? Right there, look. And now I can't unsee it, and I'm like, <laughs> damn it, you ruined it for me. But Glass-shattering moment, I right? mean, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing how well you hid the, yeah. your yeah, eyes. Depending on the lighting, sometimes they're really hidden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I, I still have trouble finding it, even though I know. <laughs> like, you could suspend yeah. disbelief and feel like the costume eyes are actually looking at you. Yeah. It's it's real. I'm I'm I'm. I don't want to kiss your butt too much, but I'm just so <laughs> impressed. Well, me too. I mean, I so, Thanks. and I think I think we're all fans. I think you are as well of um, Sharon, of uh, former uh, because we make uh, mm-hmm. guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just but, talking about her before you came on. Oh, right? Actually. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. she she did her. Um, I'm blanking on what what she called gig. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which and I, so I watched that video because I love her videos and just the the intricacies that she put into that. So. And it was amazing. I can't even imagine what went into yours. Like, you're, you're, you know, totally different things, but a lot of the same kind of procedures, did, I'd did, imagine, right? Did you, have, did you have background in doing, like, puppets and stuff like that? Or is this something that, this was your first foray into it? This like, I know you said mask. this is the second version yeah. of the mask, but. I'd, oh, I've been doing sculpture for a long time. I've been, I've been sculpting these little, uh, I don't know, these little, they're dolls, really, but I didn't try to call them dolls because it's weird. They were little figures. <laughs> they're action figures. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I called them puppets, even though they weren't really puppets. But so, yeah, I sculpted these things for a long time. And I was doing that. And so they were all cast in silicone and stuff like that. So it just kind of grew out of that. How did you how did you learn the process for doing? Because honestly, if you asked me to yeah. do if you asked me to do it, you have as your as the maker monster, I couldn't do it. I'm telling you, I could probably figure it out eventually. But I don't know how to do. Like, is, how did you get into silicone and casting and molding? Is was that it was just like? Of, yeah, it was kind of just step by step. Like I started with Sculpey, so I was just sculpting things out of Sculpey, mm-hmm. and then I was just painting those with like acrylics and stuff like that. And then from there, I started to make silicone molds and cast like resin copies, so I could do multiples and stuff like that. And then I kept trying to, like, there was always this, like, one step further that I wanted to reach, like, one more step of realism that I wanted mm-hmm. to get to. And so, finally, I ended up just using silicone, and that was, like, as realistic as I could get them. And now, all of a sudden, everything was uncorked with silicone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I love that. It's like, again, I, we talked about it a lot, but it's that 
never ending desire to learn, right? You just take it one step at a time. You don't have to figure it all out, but you go and you, and you're excited and you keep learning one thing and then one thing. And before you know it, you can't even remember how you got there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Your, your ability to, um, your ability to paint clearly is (laughs) something that you were obviously a skilled painter before you made the maker monster. Um, did you have any like formal art training or is this something that you've just kind of self-taught or like how where is your art background from i technically went to art school and i spent years and years being bitter about it because (laughs) my entire time there i was constantly like teaching myself things i was doing so i started i started as a photo major and i think i stopped taking pictures my second semester of freshman year Wow. <laughs> and so since then I was just like I started doing like circuit bending stuff and like weird sound things and then I was doing like weird sound sculpturey things and then I finally started making these dolls in my senior year. It's oh, amazing. So it was just a lot of weird You're like a multimedia artist basically. Totally. Yeah, I was just I was just like I, I finally stopped being bitter about it and I I learned to accept and kind of like enjoy that I had all those years to mess with all these different things that I wanted to try out. Totally. Because I probably right. wouldn't have otherwise. But oh yeah, when I was when I was there and I'm thinking, why am I teaching myself this? Why don't they teach me this here? <laughs> well, it all goes into that subconscious toolbox, right? I mean... Yeah, so it's, it's all kind of there somewhere that I can pull back on at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the funny thing about... Like, I know at least one other person who had an art-related major... And she's like, I'll never do anything professionally related to this, but I really enjoy having the knowledge, you right. know, like the, it gives you a basis. It gives you a basis that you don't have if you don't have that formal training of some kind in there. Yeah, I like to just know, know how to do things. Okay, so yeah, we fixed the technical difficulties and we are now back. So we were talking about a formal art education. So... In the end, Mr. Monster, do you think it was worth it? Or do you think, would you recommend it? Like, where are you on, like, formal arts education like that? Um, I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fine. That's a fine answer. Yeah, I think the the time was the best, like, the time was the best part of it for me. Like, the time and how I spent that time. Mm -hmm. But there are ways to do that for much cheaper. And I could have done it for much cheaper. Like, my brother went to, like, a four-month, like, makeup training thing, and Mm -hmm. he he probably got just as much out of that as I did out of four years of college. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's so many, there's so many uh, classes now outside, like, one-off classes. I mean, I I think I've talked about before, I took a photography class during the summer uh, when I was in, uh, in college. And I've done a couple of things like that where they're one-off classes and it was very focused on what I wanted to learn. And yeah, I mean, I didn't get a degree or, or probably, and it probably wasn't as, as substantial as art school, but you still, you know, there are other options to find, you know, to learn some of those. Oh yeah. There's, there's ways to learn everything pretty much. Right. We're, we're, we live in, I, I, you know, everybody talks about this all the time, but it really is true. We live in a time where the information is almost for anything. Right. Is almost just available out there. You just yeah. have to find it. You know, I maintain a Skillshare membership, not because I want to go in and take every course, but because there are times where I want to learn something. And I know if I go to Skillshare and I type something in the search bar, I'm going to get a course on it. I learned how to use Fusion 360 on Skillshare. 
that's yeah. See, uh, so I've, I mean, I've heard, you know, like the modern maker guys are sponsored all the time by them and stuff like that. And so you, you're a fan of the, the uh, Skillshare. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Skillshare, and we are not. We are one of the few podcasts <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the universe, not apparently. It's <laughs> not sponsored by Skillshare. Although, although I should put my affiliate link for Skillshare into the show notes. This go. way, if anybody does want to sign, I'll get. It, I'll at least get two free months out of it. Yeah. But I, I am a big believer in Skillshare, not because. Not because we're sponsored by them, because um, we're not. We're not really sponsored by anyone except um, Anchor. And yeah, I'm I'm really really happy with how easy it is to just move device to device and take these courses. And I'm also happy and with. You should be sponsored by them, <laughs> no, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Listen to this ad read right here. <laughs> yeah, geez, I, I put more effort into this than the ad read that we're currently running. But it, it's true because. You know, one of the things that always sucked about learning anything, right, and especially art-related is, you know, oh, i got to sit in front of the computer. How am I going to learn something artistic in front of the computer? But now you just throw your iPad on, you take it down to your shop, and you learn something, you know, while you're working in your shop. Right. Even if a lot of people learn through osmosis, if you're one of those people, like, the Internet's great for that because you can put on something and just listen to it, and mm-hmm. you absorb a lot more than you think you absorb, even when you're not directly watching something. I mean, Steve Ramsey's Weekend Woodworker course is a great example. I would do the courses on my iPad in my shop. Right. And I didn't sit there at a desk watching the whole thing and then do it. I would take it down to my shop, and I would just do it a little bit at a time with it down in my shop. There's really very little excuse to not know how to do something anymore. Well, yeah, like, absolutely. You just <laughs> got to be not motivated anymore. Right, right. I yeah. know that that's kind of a brutal way to put it, but it's so true. Like, all right, I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how to do. I forgot what the technique was, but it was something I was needing to learn how to do for the day job. And it's like I have no idea how to do this in Illustrator, and I can't just say I don't know how to do this. I need to figure this out. And I Googled it, and I found an old article for an older version of Illustrator. But I think within 10 minutes, I had learned the technique so well that now I can do it without even looking at mm-hmm. it. And it's like, like you couldn't do that years ago. Now it's like, it's easy almost. It's well, almost trivial how much knowledge we have at our fingertips. Well, my favorite part, too, is how to go back and, re- like, relearn it quick, right? Like, so, you know, I'll, I'll watch a video or something, learn a technique, and then it might be three months before I actually try to do it. And it's so easy to just hop back on, fast forward to the part that you can't remember how to do and watch that. And then you're good to go again. I think that's the best part about this YouTube and online. You know, it's, you know, we, we, we take it for, we do take it for granted as makers. Right. Like we do, we just do. Like I wanted to learn, I wanted to learn how to knot my bracelets and I'm like, you would think that's an easy thing. Like, right. oh, you just tie a knot. Well, no, there's yeah. a there's a right knot to tie. And it's like, how do I tie that knot? Yep. And I ended up having to look it up. And I, it's called a surgeon's knot, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. That's the proper <laughs> knot to tie off a bracelet. It's called a surgeon's knot. There's a name for it. And there's a technique for doing it correctly. But it's things that, you know, it's things like that that you don't think about until you want to go to do them. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, what now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think I think makers understand that better than than most. Obviously, I mean that's a totally. obvious statement. But I think, but it, that's why I've always said I've probably said it on here before is it's anyone can do anything if they want if they're motivated and want to do it. Right? I mean, it mm-hmm. comes easier to some people than others and everything like that. But but 
it, I think that's what sets makers apart from non-makers is that makers understand that mentality and they right. just, and all right, there's nothing I can't do if I want to do it, right? Well, it's like, it's like when you're sitting there one day and you're like, I've pretty much made everything that I want to make and everything's interesting, so I think I'm going to learn how to make felt. Right. <laughs> For example. <laughs> As examples. Dude, where I in know, God's right? name, like you sat there... You made felt. I don't even think I knew what felt was, to be honest. <laughs> I had a rough idea. I, did not. <laughs> I had. A, the, only, the, only, the only thing I knew is that um, is uh, my grandmother came home. Uh, was, was visiting one day, and she. Um, this was way back when I was a kid. And at dinner one night, she said, uh, "Oh, I just had a great day. I found I found the best place to get felt today, and uh, <laughs> that was." Very uh, inappropriate. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, granny. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like... I, yeah, so where did that come from? Like, where Yeah, that had to be like... I... Who even... Well, all right. uh, let's back up. This was your latest video was yeah. how to make felt. Yeah. I didn't even know how felt was made until I watched you make it. Oh, yeah. So now you, do. you got a pretty damn good result out of it for your first attempt. Yeah, right? I was I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet, but I think I think there's something I don't know, I think some felt and some there. woodworking could definitely work together. And there's gotta be some tool yeah. that needs a personality that you're gonna oh, end yeah, up. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you like what inspired you to just go, I think I'm gonna learn how to make felt? Was it just like a random thing like, hey, maybe I could learn how to do that? Well, I, for some reason I bought a lot of wool. Just because I like the colors of it. Okay. I like, had all this wool and I was like, man, I need to do something with it. It's just like, I really like yarn. Mm-hmm. I have no, I don't have much of it, but every, every so often I'll buy like a really nice thing of yarn. <laughs> and I have like really no purpose for it. Like I don't knit. I could crochet if I really needed to, I think. But <laughs> if the zombie apocalypse was to happen yeah. and, yarn and was crocheting that. was yeah, to right. save the world... <laughs> Yeah. You wouldn't die. I could, I could figure it out. It's a little hook. <laughs> you put it through. You pull it through. I get. I can. I can get it. But I don't know. I just. I like going to the craft store every so often. So I go to the craft store and just kind of see what they got and see what I can make. I Which worked at. You? I worked at a Joanne Fabrics for two years. Wow. So, oh yeah. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. That. That's not something. See, this is the kind of thing that when I hear it, I go, "Oh, there's. We're going to dig there's into that one for a little while." Because see, I was going to ask you which your favorite store was, but now I can't because you're hopelessly biased. No. No. You worked at Joanne. Like, did you work at, like, the fabric counter, or did you just work, like, inventory? Like, what'd you do there? Oh, yeah, I cut people's fabric for them. Wow. Little old ladies. I never uh, understood I... the amount of people who came in there. They'd pick up a pattern, and then they'd kind of ask which fabric they should use for that pattern. <laughs> like, that's the one choice that, like, if you're following a pattern, that's, like, that's, that's how you make, like, that's how yeah, you put your own it. stuff on it. Like, yeah, that, that's the easy the part. you want. Like, I want to make this pattern, but I want to make it. In these fabrics, because I like these fabrics. Why ask me what you want to use? Go figure it out. <laughs> it would be the equivalent of making a coffee table and saying, "What wood should I make this yeah, out of?" Right. Like Just that's your it. that's your choice point right, right. there. Yeah. Like you don't ask that question. Yeah, I, I never understood that. But oh yeah, I, I, I stood there. I cut fabric. There was a certain Joanne says like a certain way you gotta like pinch the fabric with your thumbs and stuff like that when you when you measure it out. Yeah, I watched. You know, the yeah, last time I was there and I bought fabric, I watched the guy, and there's clearly a way that it's done. Oh, yeah. Well, and and I was just going to say, that's actually my favorite part, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the ASMR kind of thing. But, like, when they when you slice down and it's, like, in the groove and you're – Oh, I don't that know, groove like, great. I wish I had that groove in, like, my table. I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about, like, uh, um, like that would be a great – 
accessory to any t- uh, workbench for people that do anything with fabric or leather or whatever would have that groove. It was, it's so nice. Well, that that's there's a there's a thing you can buy that uh, Kelly Barlow uses on her channel. Um, Martha, it's a Martha Stewart thing, and it's I forgot what she calls it, but she uses it's it's a it's a basically a board with a grid that has grooves in it, and in the in those grooves, you use a bone folder as if you were binding a book, and you can score paper that way. And I was just I was fascinated by that. I was like, that is such a cool, simple, brilliant idea that we don't really think about because i mean really how many people do any kind of book binding or paper fold i don't do any paper crafts you do i did yeah oh my god see you do everything i i there's at some point i want to add there's a there's this dude who makes these book binding books uh what's his name keith smith i think his name is that that's very meta Smith. okay he does Um, a book binding book (laughs) yeah there's all these books on book binding all the time but they're unbound yeah yeah exactly and he didn't do it himself (laughs) they're diy (laughs) but there's this one binding it's the uh the caterpillar binding and i Mm want to add it into a project at some point because it's so cool i've only done it once it's stupidly complicated i'm looking it up right now because i'm it's it's so cool it's basically you use there's a like you do two holes like running alongside each other over from the spine like over the spine to the other cover and the way that you kind of like put these put this thread through these holes and loop it back around each other it makes like a caterpillar that goes across oh my the binding gosh. have you looked oh, wow. it up it's I just, so yeah cool. now i'm going to yeah, oh so my cool. gosh vincent oh, yeah, this might be my thing cool. of the week oh my god that is so cool <laughs> yeah okay That's that good. is really really cool well, you know how much I love like stitching patterns and stuff like that from the leather stuff. It's just yeah, I and mean, you and your corset stitch. Yeah, you taught all of us, all of us in our little circle, what a corset stitch was. <laughs> well, actually, I think I I did it, and then Bruce actually was uh, Bruce Ulrich uh, was actually the one that learned and informed me what I was doing. So <laughs> the, it, the, I've only watched two channels that regularly do book book binding. It's uh, Nerd Forge. Because mm-hmm. you know Martina is just the ma- the mistress. I shouldn't say the master, the mistress of bookbinding, and also um, Sea Lemon. She does a ton of bookbinding, and she's doing. Um, and I didn't get to watch the video. I probably should have because she's doing something for charity. But she's selling a whole bunch of the books that she made, the sketchbooks and notebooks and stuff. Because that's kind of one of the things that she does. She's really into stationery. And she's selling them all for charity, so I think we'll throw a link to that in yeah, the uh, show it. notes. Because well, you know what I'm surprised? I'm surprised that there's not uh, a collaboration between uh, Jimmy and Taylor on bookbinding, because that seems like... Yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, that seems like an easy... I don't know. For some reason, I could see her being into bookbinding, and he's into... Well, yeah, doing like those ornate like leather-type covers, yeah. like the ones that Martina from Nerdforge does. Right. She they, does... They, Oh, sorry. oh my god. Go she did all the tomes, the elemental tomes. Oh yeah, okay. And I think I made that my pick of the week a couple of weeks ago yeah, her yeah, yeah. their channel. And I just love watching her do it, you know, the 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 making the signatures and aging the paper and the way she puts the covers together and the way she carves the leather and the way she adorns the stuff and there's just such a beautiful process. And she comes up with these incredibly ornate, really beautiful books. And it's just the most satisfying thing to watch these come together. It's amazing. Totally. But, so, you, 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 did you go to the, uh, the camp at Jimmy, like the Jimmy 
the maker camp thing maker camp yeah yeah i thought you did i thought yeah. you did so you you've met jimmy and taylor right yeah Wow. Was that a, how was that experience? So I know you went, I know Sharon went, I knew like Michael Alm went, like it seemed like, I, I mean, I hate this term, but I definitely had some FOMO going on. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. The worst word ever, I right? Just worst got, term ever. I just got goosebumps when yeah. you said it. It's I, just I, the worst. I think it's I only, gagged The only thing worse than FOMO it. is millennials that use the word aesthetic. <laughs> nah, worse than that, staycation. I remember there was a radio ad they used to play all the time. Governor at the time of Connecticut, Jody Rell, would just say staycation over and over again, and it would drive me insane. That's <laughs> awesome. Staycation. But, but how, yeah, how was that experience? <laughs> like, it looked awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Have you been to any other kind of things like that? Or Yeah, I went to uh, Maker Central. Well, that's where Sharon, that's where you met Sharon. That's how she told yeah. us the story that she met you oh, at Maker right. Central. Oh, that's right. Maker Central that. was really great. I got to find a way to get to this this next one next year. Oh, that's on my list for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, there was, um, was it Maker Central? Oh, no, WorkbenchCom was the one that I almost was going to make it yeah. to. And yeah, that's not happening, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there representing. We'll, I'll, yeah. I'll represent. We got to yeah, get I, shirts I, or something. I didn't though. go last year, but I'm going this year. Are you, are you going to WorkBench? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I will I'll see you there. I will make you. I will make you a because we make shirt that you can wear, and I'll give you one of those old timey hats with a press card in it because I think that would look really cool. And actually, no, seriously though, I have a really good Tascam field recorder. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think about what we could do. Like, I will I could... happily send that off to you if you want to record some interviews, and we'll just make that an episode, and I'll take the week off. It'd be great. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Yeah, I was talking to um, the we built a thing guy. Uh, they did a live podcast recording last year and i was like how'd you guys do it and, and um alan of ac nailed it have we talked about alan before mm-hmm, anyway mm-hmm. um he like set the whole thing up and i was like yeah Damn, i was I like know, i got the I wheels turned. I was like, i gotta we gotta do something to incorporate it even if it's just a you know a review or something like that but we should you know what we should do we should um we should do a whole bunch of like giveaway stuff like little trinkets that if people see you and you're because we make purple shirt they can come up to you and like you can give them something. Done. Get Let's some do stickers made or something. Keep. keep uh, so you, you're, you're gonna have to introduce yourself to me again, uh, so I can give you something. <laughs> well, he won't have to. I think you're gonna recognize him. <laughs> I do. I have my. I have my. I have my fancy like face shirt that I made for Maker Central, where it's got the Maker Monster logo face all over it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love oh, it. I want to see that now. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like we're uh, we're missing out because this is an audio podcast. <laughs> when you did your shop tour, we talked about it on this oh, episode yeah. on this show <laughs> because we just enjoyed it so much. It was just like I like you like got to one side like this is a laser printer. I don't even know if it works anymore. We're just gonna go on. Like, <laughs> I'm just like I love I love that all the all the tools have like a personality. They have googly eyes. The bandsaw is covered in like well monster skin we'll call it we don't want to break any fourth walls here <laughs> but what so your uh, your aesthetic and this is so we were going to talk about kappa a little bit um your aesthetic clearly lends people the idea that you are a, a children's channel yeah, and so. <laughs> you're clearly not um I think I go back and forth between like how far into the whole kids show thing I want to do. Like I wouldn't call it a kids show necessarily, but it's really fun that 
I've had kids tell me, or like parents tell me that they watch it with their kids and stuff like that, and that's, Aww, that's really cool. That's amazing. It's I, I, my, I always picked up the vibe as, and I could be completely wrong about this, but I picked up the vibe as for people like my age who remember the kind of show you're doing when we were kids. Yeah. Yep. So it was like, it was a kids, it was a quote kids show, but for adults. Yeah. Like, to, the nostalgia, okay, so I kind of, I get your vibe, good, all it's right, I'm, we're on the same page. <laughs> Your shop, you know, we were saying, I think we were saying it beforehand, and we might have said it at the beginning if we didn't, I'm sorry if I'm saying it again, but it looks like the happiest place on earth. <laughs> it like, is, it's, I, I need to get more color in here. Well, because it was like, just this like really boring, like room in a basement, the wall that is now my like colorful tiled wall. I love it, yeah. It was just like a weird cinder block wall, but it wasn't really even like normal cinder block. It was this weird lumpy cinder block. <laughs> just like... It was a nice space, but it just wasn't fun to go into. And so and I just kind of threw a bunch of color at it. I love I, that. That's a great way to do it. And now you, I, you've had so many f- projects where I was like, of course that's what he's going to do. Like you <laughs> had the, the fuzzy remote is one of my favorite things that you've made because it just fits your complete, oh, here it comes, aesthetic. <laughs> oh, you mil- oh, are you millennial? No. Um, no, I am definitely not. I'm a so Gen you're allowed Xer. to say it then. You're allowed to say it. That's true. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. s- I-, I can say it ironically. That's yeah, how there we'll, you go. There, we'll there. go that route. No, you know what? One of my favorites is the um, rubber chicken uh, um, camera slider. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I still laugh every time I use it. I love that so much. <laughs> it's, it just cracks me up so much. I, I've, I've watched it like probably four times just because I enjoyed it so much. It's so funny. Yeah, and, but like the best part about that is too. Just to watch it. <laughs> the, the best part is just like the fact that you made the arms like crank it. Like that to me, that's the touch that you put into your, your projects that, that others would, would miss. And it's, it's a subtle thing, but it's, it's so like, that's the, that's the difference. Right. And can we just for a minute, just talk about how absolutely remarkably brilliant the spider web video was <laughs> oh yeah i didn't know that like i can't take credit for that. i learned it from a friend who uh, works in haunted houses <laughs> absolute freaking genius mm-hmm. so for those of you that haven't seen this it was it's got to be one of your shortest videos if not your overall your shortest video <laughs> and i was like what is he going to teach me in two minutes like this ought to be good and i'm i'm watching i and i actually went back and i played it again so that my wife could watch it. I was like, look at how he does this. This is so it cool. Works surprisingly well. I can't believe it actually yeah. worked. Like, like I thought, like, all right, it'll be all right, you know. And the final result is, like, it just makes things more, as you put it, more monstery. Yeah. It was it brilliant. Works, it works surprisingly well. <laughs> and you, you've, dipped into, you've dipped into science. You, you do – I like that your videos are multifaceted. Like, you did that, the 19th century photography. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that actually worked. Well, that's the kind of stuff, like, that's what got me into photography, like, all the way back at the, I don't know, beginning of college and stuff like that. Like, I like just, like, the the alternative process photography and all that stuff. Like, I really want to, at some point, make, like, a like a wet plate camera. So I can oh. do the, like, the, like tin-type photos and yeah. all that. Dave... Dave Swiduck, I know you're listening to this. I need you to put I need you to put the Maker Monster in touch with your friend who does the the tintypes. I need you to put him in touch with him because I think that he would totally that's a that's a collaboration that needs to happen. Yeah. So Dave so had a guy on I took a class once on it for like a little like I don't know, half a day little thing where we made a couple and they're so cool. 
That's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that that's a collaboration I would love to see. The Maker Monster does antique photography. Yes, see, I'm, I'm see, all in. See, that that's what actually, like, uh, that's where I lost my passion for photography a little bit was was the d- digital. And I, and I do love digital now, and there's a whole other aspect to it. But what I loved was the the process of developing and seeing that image come alive. There was something magical when I was in the darkroom of seeing that image come as as the you know as you you know shook it in the in the solution mm-hmm. and and i just remember like in the same thing i was like the printing on you know on metal and all those th- different things that's so fascinating to me um i just love that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah it's super cool yeah. i think if you're a photographer i think when, if you're a photography nerd you could nerd out in a million different directions sure. in photography. Right. Like you can you can get into the gear, you can get into the process. Right. You could be like the um, the equivalent of the vinyl snobs. You could be a film snob. You yep. Know? Right. There's just so much room to just go on a tangent and stay there. Well, I remember I made my I made a pinhole camera, and so I I think the thing with me with photography was it was always about the process more than the actual like photo itself like i because i really enjoyed the pinhole uh camera technique and so i did that and stuff like that it's i don't know that's so you're right i think i'm just agreeing with you i think that's there's a lot of different ways that you can enjoy photography yeah uh, totally totally um i think what we're gonna do is i think we're gonna take a little bit of a break we're gonna hit the sponsor spot and then we'll uh We'll come back, we'll talk a little bit, and I've actually gotten the Maker Monster to give us a thing of the week, which I can't wait to see what your thing of the week is. This ought to be be epic. So we'll be right back. When we have um, guests on, which isn't that often anymore, we used to have a lot more guests. It seems like it's two, one, two, one. Yeah, two to one, three to one, four to one, five to one. (laughs) Sometimes it's just me and Ethan trying to do a quick show that ends up being an hour and 35 minutes long. Hey, last week's was great because we did, for the first, I don't know, 10 people that downloaded the show, there was no ad break in it. That's great. No, 60. It was the first 60 people that downloaded the show had no ad break. (sighs) What's going on? I, you know, I love Anchor. They're a sponsor. I'm not going to crap on a sponsor. (laughs) However... Anchor, please, yeah. please fix the problem. And I found out when it happens now. So it's in the processing phase, things process and rearrange themselves. So I ordered everything correctly. I put the ad break in the correct spot. And then when it rendered the episode, it rendered it at the end. And we don't play ads at the end. They don't pay us if we play ads at the end. So yeah, now we know. And my apologies, and hey, if you're hearing this part of the show first, it happened again, go back, or skip ahead about 40 minutes and catch the beginning of the show. <laughs> or w- delete it, wait about an hour or two until I figure it out, and I'll re-upload or fix the... We have just been having, M- Maker Monster, we have just been having technical issue after technical issue, week <laughs> after week. And every time I think we have it sorted, something else goes wrong. So. Yeah, yeah, we record the episodes great, and then <laughs> the actual problem seems to happen in the posting of an episode. Yeah, it's not oh, even yeah. the... Well, I mean, we've had a, our fair amount of uh, editing, which you do all of that, but, um, but like, it seems like it's the uploading process. Yeah, when the everything's done, process. everything's fine, everything's edited, and, and then, then it's an Boom. Issue. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be the easiest part. Right, like, exactly. Take this thing that I finished and just put it there. <laughs> So we didn't even talk about what anybody has been working on in the shop this week. So 
usually we start the show with that, and we don't usually do that with guests, but since we have yeah, a legitimate not? shop, are you working? Let's start with our guest, Mr. Monster. Are you working on anything in your shop that you can talk about? Or um, No, I was sick all weekend, so I did nothing. All weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> it was miserable. I was sick, but I'm better now. At least you weren't exactly. snowed in like last week. Oh, oh yeah, that sucked. That wow. sucked, huh? It was bad. Like we closed up. We closed up at three thirty at my office, and I was home at like four o'clock. And I'm like, "Wow, this is weird. Like, what do I do?" So I started working on the top secret project I've been talking about, which is now done, and it's actually in my truck. I just realized I never brought it to the post. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I never brought it to the post office today. I have to ship something out for my trip to L.A. next week. Okay. And I forgot i finished it i was ready to ship it out today and of course i didn't because so, i suck at that but i actually made a floating shelf from my bathroom oh yeah i saw that yeah nice so i've been using if you guys haven't watched this uh glenn from diy creators has a really great method for doing floating shelves without special floating shelf hardware and it's the easiest thing in the world like i can't believe how easy this method is i got it right on the first try um i made a set for my best friend and they're in her living room they're one of the finest pieces of woodwork that i've ever done and i needed a shelf for my bathroom and i was like you know what i'm just gonna make a smaller version of that and that's what i did so they are that's probably gonna go on the wall tomorrow morning because, nice. you know, I don't have normal mornings like most people where you eat breakfast and then you go to work. I <laughs> eat, Yeah, I spend, I spend all my time in the shop in the morning. And I started working on a serving board out of Purple Heart Maple. Nice. Um, Did I've you put never it in the made, sun? What's that? Did you put it in the sun? Or? Not, there, is no, there hasn't been sun in New York <laughs> in like three days, it feels like. It's so funny. After, after you said that, uh, I think it was the wood pastor um, posted a thing uh, on putting purple heart in sun to bring it back oh really <laughs> like literally like th this past week after you said that on the last episode it's the it's the greatest it's thing crazy. in the world because you get it like actually the purple heart that i'm working on has been in my shop i never saw daylight and it's really this pale grimace looking you know you know what it actually looks like it looks like a grape freezer pop <laughs> yeah okay yeah um that's, that's you know the ones really that you cut the top one. off yeah. yeah it's exactly the color it is it's like the paler part of a freezer pop and I'm like, okay, once this serving board's done, I'm going to bring it outside and it'll get nice and sunny. The thing I want to try, and I know this is a little technique that everyone does, but I've never done it, where you put two holes in something with a Forstner bit, and then you connect the holes to make a handle, and then you just route out with a roundover. I've never actually done that. I know how to do it. I've just never actually done it. So Wait, say um, that again? Say that again. So, okay, so when you, when you have like a serving board and you want to put a handle that you can put four fingers into. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so what you do is you, you drill the sides of the handle with a Forstner bit. Oh, yeah, and then almost you like, connect, like a brass knuckle kind of handle. Yeah, but then you connect those two Forstner bit like holes. A brass knuckle serving board. <laughs> with, dude, there's an idea. There's an idea. Um, you I connect feel like the two we might holes. see that on the Maker Monster channel. There's... <laughs> Maker Monster makes weapon. We call him a weapon monster. <laughs> weapon and also a useful kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Multi-purpose. But yeah, you you do the um you do the um you connect the holes with a jigsaw and now you have your handle and then you just route it out with a round over, clean it up with a file, and boom, you have a nice wide handle that you can put your four fingers in. I like it. I've never done it, so I'm gonna try that. And thank you, by the way, I have to thank 
um, listener to the show, former guest of the show, friend of the show, and a close friend of mine, Mr. Bruce Ulrich. Because I have the DeWalt, I think it's the 735 planer, the big one, the wide one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that thing weighs like a million pounds and whatever. It's a pain in the ass, but it does a really good job of planing stuff. <laughs> and he did. He mentioned something on the We Built the Thing podcast, and uh, guys, I would highly, highly recommend you do this. He had um, a piece of PVC hose and a Protec, I think it's Protec, a dust filter bag. And oh, yeah, he, I saw this in your store. Okay, sorry. Yes. Oh, my God. I can use my planer in my shop now. I don't have to take it out to my driveway anymore. It's the greatest thing in the world. I can use my planer at will now. So I would highly recommend. It's a four-inch PVC hose, and I just cut a piece of it off, and then I attach this um, dust collector bag to the bottom of it. And the nice thing about a planer, and for those of you that don't know this, planers don't need suction to pull chips out. The chips are actually propelled out of the planer. Hmm. So... You basically just need to hook something up to direct those chips into something. You don't need to actually pull a vacuum on them in any way to get the chips to follow. So any hose that you connect is going to guide those chips down into the bag. I used it in my shop. There was no cleanup afterwards. It is wonderful. Oh, it's so much better because it is cold as hell in New York right now. (laughs) So the last thing I want to do is go out into the driveway and use my planer. Well, did you see? I I was using my table saw in the snow like literally. i did there, like this it was on the snow i <laughs> did and i i admire you greatly um <laughs> what do you what do you what, i know you i know what you were doing in the shop because i saw it on your instagram stories um and i saw your really funky uh photo of them and them popping up so why don't you tell people what you were working on this weekend yeah what was i working on this weekend uh well so i had a batch of the exacto knives um that i batched out and you know again i'm always surprised at how many people want them <laughs> to be honest are, are you on drugs like it is one of the coolest guys buy one from ethan they're the coolest thing ever they make exacto knives usable oh well thank you no i really i do appreciate that yeah so yeah so i was i was making a ton of exacto knives this weekend um also just a ton of there's a lot of christmas presents so um actually in some uh commission projects and some of them may be for some of our good friends I'll oh. just leave it at that. Um, All right. But yeah, no, so I've been working on, on that. And actually, so I, I, this is upcoming, but I, I got my first set of epoxy, total boat epoxy. So uh, I'm going to make a river table, and it's going to be the first one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, a river coffee table? Like yeah, a river coffee really, table. Just really um, do it. Do it A up. river Johnny builds coffee table. There it table. is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> we can punch out. The episode's over. We've mentioned ro- coffee tables and Johnny builds. We're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I've got a, a, a couple things I'm doing with that. And yeah, so I, it, most of the stuff I can't talk about, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, I'm scrambling a little bit. It is, it is down to the wire right now. Uh, yeah. It's a good but problem good, to have, though. It's a good problem to have. I mean, most yeah. of a lot of it's for family and stuff like that. Um, and I've had to tell a few friends that I just can't do it, which I hate doing, as mm. I'm sure we are all the same way. But uh, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of different things. Some woodworking, some leatherwork, some all all over the board. But that's you know that's what makes me happy. Is as, as as you know, I like doing a variety of things. So totally, yeah. Um, what was I going to... I forgot. Uh, damn it. I had a thought in my head and it's gone. You know what? We're just going to skip it. <laughs> keep moving. Keep yeah. We'll keep moving. Move on. Move along. Um, so what have you been up to? Mr. Monster. He what has been... been he was... To? I was sick. Um, yeah, he was sick. Oh, you're sick. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
<laughs> when is the sleeping all weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad. Believe me, there there are there were times this weekend where sleep was mm-hmm. welcome and beloved. I mean, um, there was one point yesterday I woke up and looked at my phone and I said it was like seven or some seven o'clock or something like that, and I really didn't know whether it was seven in the morning, seven today. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell anymore. You can't oh, tell yeah. by looking outside I anymore. Have no idea what time it was. <laughs> yeah. Do you have how dark it gets? Do sad. you have like a book of like of ideas? Do you do you have a list of stuff that you can go back to, or do you just come up with something on the fly and just do it? That's it's a really a good question. Yeah. I have a note in my phone where I keep like I add a bunch of ideas to. But mm-hmm. then I'm really bad at planning, so I don't really plan ahead enough as I should. So even though I have all these ideas, I'll think of something like, and I'll be like, oh, I need to do this immediately. And so I kind of forget <laughs> all the rest of the ones that I have. Uh, so the new so hot familiar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we all, I, I am totally guilty of that. There were, there were these two cutting boards for a client that I called them my white whales. And I literally put every project under the sun ahead of them because I just couldn't bring myself to do them. And finally, I was like, you know what? I really need the money. I got to finish these. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. do Do you do commission work or no? Not really. Is Is that by choice or no, is yeah, it just? I just have like oh, no it's it's. Well, I can tell you, it's by choice because. <laughs> I uh I try I did a little bit back when I was doing like art and stuff like that, and I really mm-hmm. just I just hated it. <laughs> I, yeah it's it is, it is. I, I like making money but i don't like doing things that i don't want to do for it <laughs> <laughs> so like listen i'm actually glad you like that's how i felt this weekend too like the exact knives i love doing but there's a couple other projects i took on for people and i i just shouldn't have taken them on because it was the same thing i was like I just don't, I didn't enjoy doing it, right? Yeah, it's got to be like, I've got to be making like way more than is rational right. to do it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have this going on right now, right now. One of my favorite YouTubers, I won't mention his name. He'll know when I say one of my favorite YouTubers who I'm talking about, <laughs> commissioned me to get a project done for him. And I have struggled with this thing way more than any sane person should struggle with this one project. And I don't regret one. I don't regret telling him I would do it. I am going to get it done. Um, but now I'm at a point where I don't know if I can get it done before LA. Right. And now I'm a little bit scared. So like, there's a major design portion of this project, and I'm almost done with it. I finished a lot of it this weekend. But yeah, commission work can be scary sometimes because you're you you know your clients your clients probably know you in some form or another and they right. understand that you're going to be you know you may be a little bit slow to get something done but you if you're if you're an ethical person and this is where this is where your ethics will screw you left right and center if you're an ethical person it's really hard to just kind of throw caution to the wind and go I'll get it done when I get it done Right. Because you know, you know in your head, like, there's an expectation. Even if they aren't actually putting that expectation on you. No, we you put it on ourselves. Because right. We, right. Oh, well, especially if you're doing, like, other things in the meantime. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, I put, I think, and, you know, if you've ever done commission work, you know, anyone listening to this, you probably understand this. But I think I put more pressure on myself mm-hmm. than my clients put on me. I really do. 100%. Yeah. I guarantee and it. I, Except for know, that one client who's... <laughs> <laughs> the one client who blissfully and I I don't I think I told the story where he commissioned me to make him two cutting boards before my surgery in March 
and I delivered them a month ago. <laughs> it's like I, 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 I tried, but I wanted them to be perfect. That's why I didn't deliver them. You know, yeah, right. do you ever just? That's the other thing, and we've talked about this a lot. And you get into the mode where you're so obsessed with it being perfect mm-hmm. that you don't hand them something that they would probably love, and. Because we see every imperfection yep. and we think everyone else does. And it, it goes back to the Steve Ramsey rule of don't lead with your mistakes. And I realized that that rule applies to a lot of things. Because yesterday, after I did the 5K, I looked at my time and I realized how low I placed in the, you know, in the field. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, I finished in, at, the end, at the last, you know, at the end of my group and I finished, you know... Whatever I finished, I'm shaking my head right now because you have nothing to be ashamed of. (laughs) I know, and I'm not. You know, that's a funny thing, right? Like, I'm not ashamed, but of course, when I tell anyone, yeah, like, yeah, you know, you immediately your 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 react your instinct Mm -hmm. is to start downplaying the accomplishment. Why? Screw that! I beat cancer this year. I couldn't walk in March, and now I'm running a 5K. Hell yeah! I'm damn proud of that. Right. Like, right. why am I leading? And I, it's obviously, it's a mental thing, right? Yeah, like, we a, can't. It's human nature. I mean, we've, yeah. It, but it's, that's the thing, dude. It's not human nature. It's human nature for a certain type of personality. Yeah. And I feel like I know a lot more of those personalities than the kind that go, yeah, man, I kicked ass in that 5K. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know a lot of those people. Right, I know the people you that are. you had the confidence of those people, though? I really do. I like, do. I, I do and I don't because I, like, I. I don't want to be them. <laughs> I would love to just accomplish something and be proud of it yeah. rather than accomplish something and go and then explain to someone 50 reasons why it's not that great of an accomplishment. Right, right. Like, I can't, I don't know what it is. Like, even, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I actually had someone, a friend of mine had surgery. And he's like, no, man. He goes, you know what? I watched the way you went through yours and how much you've bounced back. He goes, and that was an inspiration to me. And instead of saying, thank you, that's really nice, my immediate reaction was, well, I didn't really go through all that much. And it's like, why do we do this? Why? Why are we doing this? This guy is telling you you're an inspiration, and your first reaction is to tell him why you suck. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Well, because you're a humble person, too. I mean, I think that's, I mean... It, that's it, it, who we are, right? That's who we are. But but yeah, no, I do the same. Well, I just I just did it with the you exacto did it knives. with the exacto knives, so, and that's kind of what right. set me off a little right. bit because right. one of the things. So Ethan, Ethan's a good dude. Let me tell you how good a dude Ethan is. Okay, Ethan, Ethan was guy? on this podcast on episode eleven. He was a guest, and after you know we talked about these exacto knives because ethan i don't i mean i know you make a lot of stuff bro but those exacto knives are my favorite thing they're, they're my and um <laughs> one of my favorite canadian makers um forget his name um but uh he 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 <laughs> coined he told me what at one point he's like those are your those are your jimmy uh jimmy Duresta ice picks like that's i i associate them with jimmy's ice picks by the way i do i know but just that that's your thing and i appreciate that like that means a lot that mean i'm so honored to even hear that but yeah anyways go on sorry so i told him i told my good friend ethan on the show how much i loved it and how i wanted one and a couple of days later i got one in the mail and i was like i was so touched by that freaking exacto knife and it's funny because ethan played where's exacto I posted a picture of my desk, <laughs> uh, my work table, a couple of weeks ago, and it was just a train wreck. And at one point, I just get a message from Ethan, and he goes, I 
see the exacto knife on there you really do use that thing and i'm just laughing i'm like yeah man it's on my table all the time you know it's it's really cool when you have like a, a signature product so yeah when you when you say oh these exacto knives it's like dude those exacto knives make exacto knives useful tools because to me i've had a million of them and i don't find i never found them useful i didn't like using them um yeah, yeah, I think they're I think they're fantastic. In fact, I'm going to add that as one of my picks of the week because I <laughs> I absolutely love your Exacto knives. And Thank you. Thank you. When I got it, when I got it, I couldn't help but just stare at that corset stitch. It was so it is a very beautiful. <laughs> it was the most beautiful corset stitch ever. <laughs> I don't even know. I honestly don't know what the pro- I guess you make the whole thing and then you slide the Exacto knife into it. No, I I uh, I stitch it around the Exacto knife. So I, I, I punch You the, actually put it on the knife and then oh, stitch yeah. it? Mm-hmm. How the hell do you do and, that? And it, there's no uh, there's no glue or anything. It's the just the tension of the leather. That... Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> For the stupids, namely me, how do you stitch the stitches with it on the knife? It's tight. Uh, how yeah, do you, you do st- it? You go one stitch at a time. <laughs> Oh, like how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. All right, we get it. All right, no, no trade secrets will be given on no, this no, podcast. No, you just you just do it. I mean, it, the, it, it all the holes works. are stitched. Yeah, the, all the holes are stitched, and and so you're working your way from the top to the bottom, and and as you go, it increases the pressure as you tighten it. I can't believe you're able to get the needle through it on the handle. That's the part that's blowing my mind. Yeah. Like, um, my head just exploded thinking about this. Like, <laughs> well, I always thought you just made it and slid it in and called it done, but I guess no, that wouldn't be tight I, enough. I don't, I don't know if that would work, actually. I mean, I think it would be really hard to get the exact measurement and Holy crap. Fitness. fitness. I wonder if you could, like, do it and then wet it and then slide it in when it was Yeah. Wet. Well, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, you're right. That would be the way to mm. do it because leather, if you wet it, it contracts a little bit. That's like the wet forming part of it. So yeah, that could work actually. That that would be. A, but yeah, no, it's it's super simple to do. I mean, it's not it's not a hard thing to do. And actually, so I got uh, one of the ones that went out today um, is going to a military some uh, a guy on a military base in Japan, which I think is ooh. I've so I I've got a, a exacto knife going to Japan as we speak. I think wow. that's awesome. That is that's pretty fab. I actually just got I got some some gum tragacanth. Because I saw oh, Bob yeah. use it, and yeah, I'm yeah. going to try burnishing a new bracelet for myself. Because nice. I wear this, I wear this black Infinity leather bracelet I, with a Mala with a Mala bracelet every single day. Yep. Like it, it's become my signature. Like it's on my wrist. One wrist has my Apple Watch, the other has a hand. One of my Malas and an Infinity bracelet. And I am going to play with gum tragacanth over the weekend because I, like I want to burnish something finally and get it right (laughs) so it's 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 tricky it's i'm still figuring it out it's it's hard apparently there's a lot it's a lot more involved than i give it credit for being so that's going to be fun it's going to be something new for me to learn well and that's one it's one of those things too if you if you search it on youtube or whatever there's about a thousand different ways to which is why i haven't done it yet that's exactly why i haven't done it yet it's like it's just paralysis by analysis exactly exactly so why don't we uh why don't we talk about our uh things of the week all right since we have a guest, it's tradition that when we have a guest, we always ask the guest to give us their thing of the week. And I gave him plenty of time, so he was able to get one together. So, <laughs> Mr. Monster, what would be your thing of the week? My thing of the week is a video that I just remembered earlier today. But it's one of those videos that whenever I'm like not having a great day, I can watch this video and it makes me laugh every time. 
So it's a video of Louis Armstrong singing It's a Wonderful World or What a Wonderful World, but with like a death metal version of the song overlaid on the video. Oh my God. It's amazing. The faces this dude makes matches up perfectly. Oh my God. It's amazing and everybody needs to see it. Oh my God. That, and apparently you can just do a search. Louis Armstrong sings death metal. Yes. Wilton Turdley, is that who it's by? Yes. Okay. I'll put that it's one in the show amazing. notes. <laughs> it's a, insane to, even, like, to watch the faces that this dude makes when he's singing and know that he's not singing the death metal version it's i don't i don't understand how he makes these faces like his eyes bulge out when he like does this like <laughs> grin it's insane it's hilarious it that matches is, up so good that is fabulous all right that is definitely going in the show notes That's because amazing. that is that is exactly the kind of thing I that I can't wait to I see will... the show notes so I can watch that. Oh yeah, no, that that's oh, yeah. going Everybody in there. Everybody needs to watch it. It's amazing. Um, in fact, um, Maker Monster, if you have a moment afterwards, if you could send me the link, because there's oh, yeah. a couple apparently on here. So yeah, just send me the link. Just email me over the link when yeah, we're done, we'll um, and I'll add it to the show notes. That is fabulous. Yeah. Everybody needs to watch it. <laughs> so Ethan, you want to go next, or uh, you go, you go. Okay, so I my thing of the week this week is a little tiny bit out of character for me. Um, it's a little makery, but it's one of my favorite. I don't think I've done this channel before, and if I have, screw it, I'm doing it again because I love this channel so much. But it's a channel called Marty's Matchbox Makeovers, and Marty is located in Australia, and what he does is he gets his hands on old Matchbox cars. And from one end to the other, he refurbishes them. And what what I've learned from him isn't so much how to refurbish the cars, because I don't do that. But his processes are amazing. And the little tricks that he uses to get the stuff done, it's incredible to watch. Like, he has 3D printed parts. He has... If you've never combined baking soda and CA glue and made a basically a, a rock out of it that you um, can file and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need to fill a gap, <laughs> if you ever need to fill a gap with CA glue, just add some baking soda to it. And it basically makes almost cement. Yeah. Um, there's a chemical reaction that happens between the cyanoacrylate and the baking soda. And it makes, so what he does with it is like when a car is missing, um, like the frame around the window, mm-hmm. he can he will construct a blob and then file it away to replace. It's just amazing. Even if you don't like Matchbox cars, just watching the way he does his processes is great. And also, he's a really funny guy and very engaging. So his videos are really really entertaining. And, and he, he has a koala puppet. <laughs> so a koala puppet. <laughs> It's one of the characters in the video is Kevin the Koala. I love it. All right. And I'm, I'm, I'm sold on that alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And who doesn't like Matchbox cars? Like, I, I would really, I would highly doubt, I would highly yeah. doubt that you were ever a kid if you tell me you didn't like Matchbox cars okay. as a kid. Or Hot Wheels. I won't, I won't discriminate. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Uh... Unless there was like a terrible accident one day. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, I just hate cars. Don't ask that question. I'm triggered. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, that is, oh, and a pick of the week that isn't really a pick of the week. It's a quote that somebody said to me, and it just caught me so 
it hit me so hard. And I was like, this is such a genius quote. Because we talk about failure a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're failures, but what failure actually means. And right. this was the quote. Wait till you hear this quote. It's gonna, you're all just going to go, that's good. The quote was, he who has a why can bear any how. Hmm. I like that. I really like that. I right, actually, say, say it one more time. He who has a why can bear any how. I like that. Genius. I think that's a maker quote right there. Absolute genius. Oh, one more, one more shout out. One more shout out. One more shout out. <laughs> one of the reasons I was able to finish the 5K was I had a trainer who was motivating my ass every single day. Yeah. Um, I would get messages at 5 o'clock in the morning of her going to the gym. So it's like, okay, if, if she's getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to the gym, there's no reason I can't run today. Well, so I, the, I, I saw her uh, repost your story, and I think she was more excited than you were. I think I honestly think she was. She was one of the first yeah. people. Like, I crossed the finish line, and I just I was like, I did it. I did it. It's done. Right. I did it. I did it. I did it. So um, if you have a moment, and I would really appreciate this, and you should tell her I sent you, head over to Instagram. And follow FitMage314, F-I-T-M-A-G-E-314. She is a personal trainer, and she's got actual certification. She's not like an Instagram personal trainer. (laughs) She's an actual, real personal trainer that's done actual education to be a personal trainer. And her Instagram is, you know, it's her doing stuff and basically doing fitness-related stuff and you know, hey, if you're in the New York area and you want a contractor, I'm sure she can work something out with you because she sh- you should work with her. She will motivate you. She's very good at motivating, and she's not like a drill sergeant, but she will kick your ass and make sure you're doing what you need to do to do the things you need to do. So Fitmage314, my personal trainer and longtime friend, and you will get a lot out of that relationship, I promise. Okay, now I'm done. I'm sorry. I just spent like 20 minutes doing 30 no, usually, things. Usually I'm the one that keeps going on and on. <laughs> with my, no, those are all very awesome and warranted. So Thank awesome. you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my turn? All yes, right. your turn. Um, I, got, I got two, I think. Yeah, two. Um, all right. So I, I, I don't think I've talked about this before, and if I have, I'm going to... Like you said, I'm going to talk about it again. So uh, it's a YouTube channel. Very, you know, sm- I, I, I don't I don't mean small in a bad way. I just mean it's a small channel. Um, and we're all small. We're all small in this room. Exactly, Am I right, guys? Exactly. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, small people. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so it's Robert Sylvester, uh, but his it's Sly for Fab. So S-L-Y, the number four, Fab. Um, and it, it's the same on uh, Instagram, too. So I will, I'd put it as it's an, it's an art channel. I mean, what he does is extremely artistic. It's not a how to or anything like that. And he doesn't put out a ton of videos. He puts out a video every so often, but they're beautifully done. His his projects are pieces of work. Um, And so every year, so the reason that it's my pick this week is every year uh, him and his family do do an ornament, um, gift exchange so instead of giving gifts to each other and everything like that they've got a big family um they do ornaments every year and so there's a theme every year and which and and so they all make ornaments around that theme and give them to each other as gifts so that's the present which i think personally i think that's a really really cool thing 
I think it's fabulous. Yeah, I, mean, I think and it's way better than getting an Amazon gift card. I'm sorry, like, like that's. It's I, way I, more I agree. Meaningful. And I just accidentally spoiled your pick of the week by going to his channel. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So so he so he did um, glass uh, icicle ornaments this year. That was his thing this year. And his video, their videos are just spectacular. Again, if you're looking for videos for how to or whatever, it's not going to be your channel. If you're looking for videos that are, that are just cinematographically, uh, not, that was cinematographically. Thank you. Uh, wait, what Vincent said, um, they're just really, really well done. He is a master of what he does. He's got tools and things that I didn't know existed. He's just an artist and a very, very cool channel. So again. Uh, it's called Sly for Fab. Um, so that's my first pick. And then my second pick is it's kind of it's across multi-platforms, but um, it's Aaron Massey of Mr. Fix-It DIY. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's not, I mean, yeah, he's, a, he, he's a known figure and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But he one, he's super supportive. Two, I've never, his stuff is so polished. And he, I mean, he does this, I think, for a living uh he has he works on um youtube channels that are production channels like they're they're not just his channel and that but then he also has his own and everything like that but this guy is everything he does is very very polished and very high production quality and um and i just i respect what he does if if there's ever a guy that hustles He's the guy. So he has the channel on YouTube called Mr. Fix-It DIY. He's on Instagram, the same channel. Uh, he has a podcast that's, um, I'm blanking on it right now. So I'm going to have to send that to you. Uh, oh, Homeschooled is this, is their podcast. He has that with a co-host. Um, he's just everywhere. And he does everything. Oh, and he just started a coffee company uh, for makers called is, w- Wake and it- Make. That's him? Yeah, that's him. Okay. So, so cool. he's ever he's everywhere and he's a hustler. He's a good, really, really good guy. Um and but specifically he did put out a video this week. Um I think it was sponsored by Carhartt, but it was five DIY candle holder gifts that you can make yourself on YouTube. And it was a great video. It was just five projects that you could whip out, batch out, and it's a great video, but you, you'll watch it and you'll be like, wow, this seems like it's so polished. And he, that's just who he is. So, um, yeah, he's a good guy. Go give him a follow. And, uh, yeah, those are my two picks. Great. Um, Mr. Maker Monster, the last thing that we always ask everybody, and only one guest has ever gotten away with not answering it, <laughs> and he's not allowed back on the show till he answers it. But the question we always ask is, what represents fulfillment for the Maker Monster? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's usually the reaction when I ask that question too, yeah, which is even, great. Even when you know it's coming. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, my best, my favorite part about anything is when it's finished, and I kind of sit back and just look at it and giggle. That's that's <laughs> my favorite part of any project. I'll say that. Yeah. That's a great feeling. Yeah, that's just, definitely just a great kind of feeling. Sit there and giggle to myself and. Yeah, you you made a lot of giggle worthy projects over the no, years. No, I think that's a, that. Yeah, encapsulate encapsulates the whole thing right there. I think that's perfect. That's yeah, awesome. That that's the best part. Cool. All right, that's gonna do it. Um, well, no, one more thing is ooh. that I'm gonna put this out there, Mister Monster. Right. Is you and I live very close together. We're gonna have to do a collaboration. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, hey, yeah. you can come up, Vincent. 
I'll come up. Yeah. All right. Come up. You come up. I don't know if we could. We'll have to do it in the summer so we can all fit in your driveway, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because it's going to be a little tight down in your shop. <laughs> I hear you. I I wanted to. It's very funny you say that because I actually wanted to have like I wanted you and I to work on something in my shop. Yeah. And I'm like, we'll have to do that in the summer probably. But yeah, I think we need to like we need to do like um a traveling thing. Like I'll come to you for one project and then you come to me for another and then we'll, we'll actually lot. film it for your growing YouTube channel, which there you, you just put out your fourth video on. I did. I did. Yeah. Didn't it's, do so well, but that's fine. And you know, it's it's that, that's the thing. It, well, you you know, right? I mean, it Mr. Mouser, it, it, it happens, right? I mean, you just got to, and that's the thing I think that's really hard for people starting out on YouTube is not everyone's going to be a hit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'll ever, like, uh, I don't know if any of my videos will ever do as good as that first video did right at the beginning. Well, that's, <laughs> like, that's the same thing for me. <laughs> my first video did awesome. Well, and most of that was from the support of the community, which, again, oh, yeah. I'm still so thankful Mine was all because so Laura tweeted it out, and I'll, that, I'll never reach that again. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But but you got to keep doing it. Well, and again, if you, we're doing it because we want to do it, right? Like, it's if you're doing it because you want to grow, that's you're, you're going to get discouraged. Yeah. It's not a bad reason, but if it's your only reason, you're going to burn out it's very gonna be quickly. It's going to be a lot tougher, yeah. So even, even, you know, we've talked about it in the past. We talked about it here. We, we talked about it when we had Jason Stapleton on, you know, growth is what it is you have to you have to get through the slog of mm-hmm. the beginning to get to the growth and right. you know if you're if you're not willing to put in the work in the beginning then you're never going to get the growth it's just not going to happen you don't grow without the initial work and sometimes the initial work is a little harder than it is for other people it's just some yeah. people catch a break i mean look i'll be honest with you we caught a break we've grown pretty damn quickly so mm-hmm. You know, we are lucky that way. Right. You know, but that's it. We're just, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you, if you love what you're doing and you're doing it for the, because you love what you're doing, then who cares? Mm. Right. Just keep doing it. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, like we, but collaboration, definitely doing it, man. Yes. That, I would love to see a collaboration, uh, a leather monster. <laughs> that, sounds like a leather. that sounds wrong for some yeah, reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like something you'd find in a club somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to do it. Uh, Mr. Maker Monster, we are going to put um, all your links in the show notes so that people know where to find you. And you are now officially a friend of the show. You can't undo Yay. this. And this episode <laughs> will be published. Um, and by the way, thank you for following me on Twitter. That was really... That was, <laughs> It's it's everyone's in a very everyone's in Twitter. (laughs) Every once in a while, I get a follow that makes me just go yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like that moment on Friday when you follow me. I was like, holy crap, the Maker Monster is following me. Awesome. If I had a YouTube, you're doing, man. I I I I truly think that your channel is fantastic. The videos you do are amazing, and you have a unique voice on YouTube. So keep doing it. Thank you. Yes, we we are we are definitely big fans, and we're looking forward to seeing much more Maker Monster content going forward. I think you got a, I think you got a great vibe. I think you have a great channel, and I love the projects you do. And I'm really looking forward to see what next year brings for you. Yeah, me too. Big <laughs> the great thing is, none of us know what you're going to do next year, including you. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment, please head over to your podcatcher 
and put a review up for us. We really do appreciate those reviews. That's what gets people to see our podcast. That's what gets us in front of a whole bunch of new people. That's what gets great guests like the Maker Monster to even give this show a second look. So if you have a moment, a review is greatly appreciated. And we'll give you a little shout out on the show when you uh, leave it because we get notifications because we're so, so needy that we actually get notifications (laughs) when we get reviews. And have a great week, everybody. We will be back again next week. We're going to record early, but we are dropping on the same day because I am going to be in L.A. on release day. So if the episode comes out in the wrong order next week, tough. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you then.